So, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to other time zones, uh, if there happens to be some of those. Uh, so I will read this uh, first before we do the Dharma talk. Uh, as you know, I sometimes refer to uh, Ferengetti's uh, The Coney Island of the Mind because I often say, and I've said then, and I've said other times about other books, if a book is really good, all you have to do is read the title. You don't have to read anything else. But in this case, why not? I haven't read this in a few years. Uh, so this is uh, number eight by Lawrence Ferlinghetti. I will uh, keep the stumbling to a minimum. In Golden Gate Park that day, a man and his wife were coming along through the enormous meadow, which was the meadow of the world. He was wearing green suspenders and carrying an old beat up flute in one hand, while his wife had a bunch of grapes, which she kept handing out individually to various squirrels as if each were a little joke. And then the two of them came on through the enormous meadow, which was the meadow of the world, and then at a very still spot where the trees dreamed and seemed to have been waiting through all time for them. They sat down on the grass without looking at each other and ate oranges without looking at each other and put the pearl, put the peels in a basket, which they seemed to have brought for that purpose without looking at each other. And then he took his shirt off and an undershirt off, but kept his hat on sideways and without saying anything, fell asleep under it. And his wife just sat there looking. The birds which flew about calling to each other in the stilly air as if they were questioning existence or trying to recall something forgotten. But then finally, she lay down flat and just lay there looking up at nothing, yet fingering the old flute, which nobody played. And finally looking over at him without any particular expression, except a certain awful look of terrible depression. Beautiful. Thank you, Bob, for uh, inviting me to participate in this upcoming event next Saturday. I think we'll send a video. One of the technical people <laughs> will take care of that. So the today's it's a good idea. <laughs> we should have that happen every time. So that was a rehearsal then. That's a joke, what I just said. So Today's Dharma talk is titled, what was it titled, Junju? Trying to see more clearly. Trying to see more clearly. Stop that. <laughs> Trying to see more clearly. Don't do that. You might as well be looking for something and going towards something else. I'm happy to respond to questions, but I'm going to say a few more words about this. Anytime you're, anytime you're trying Anytime you're efforting, anytime, even though there are there are teachings that talk about effort. What is it? Sandhu? Is that what the Tibetan is for that? And what is it? Sanskrit? Virya. So it doesn't mean push. It doesn't mean go after. It doesn't mean run towards. It doesn't mean uh, the, like the myth of Sisyphus who pushed the boulder up the hill and would roll back down. And then uh, Sisyphus, he, she, they would get to the bottom and pull it back up again and over and over and over rotation, not even being aware of the cycle, just suddenly finding themselves at the bottom of the hill and pushing again, pushing it back up. Don't do that. If you're at the top of the hill, just hang out there. If you're at the bottom of the hill, hang out there. If you're halfway up the hill, hang out there. When I say hang out, don't attach to that. Don't do anything with it. Just wherever you're at, that's where you're at. Wherever you're at, that's where you're at. There's anything else. I've said this 20 times, maybe more. Wherever you're at, that's where you're at. This teaching is not something I'm dreaming up. It's something I'm looking at. I'm looking at it. 
not even a credential particularly, but it, because I see it, I can speak about it. All I have to do is have the title of the book. Everything else just flows. So that's why it's all in the title. What's the title again? Yeah, don't do that. The effort to, to see more clearly, there, there's a, a certain quality of that as soon as it starts up. That's, that's uh, appropriate. That's uh, like a Trunk Rinpoche would say, first thought, best thought. But that doesn't mean you take the first thought and struggle with it until it gets to, until you feel like you're getting some kind of a fruition out of it. This has been said in lots of different ways. Start where you're at. The path is the goal. Those kinds of things. So it's a very interesting area because if we, if we push too much, we actually stop the very, you could say, investigation that we are endeavoring to, to do, to the very, very path quality because the path is not running along in the conventional way. It's just called the path or the road. We talk about it in some way, so we talk about it that way. But once you, once you begin to practice, uh, once you begin to study, once you begin to relate to the teacher, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, then everything else, uh, it just it will take over in its own way. This is why you will hear me say, don't do anything else you have to. And if you were to say to me, well, should I stop sitting? I said, you have to sit. Then one person might say, yeah, I do. Another person, and then I would say sit. And if they said, I don't really have to sit, I was willing to stop. And then they might say, well, I can't do that. And actually find out that they can. This is why the way I teach block sitting, which some of you have heard, is it's the form. Observe the form. Don't obey anybody. Observe the form. Strike the bell. Four hours later, strike the bell again. And insofar as you can, without arm wrestling your mind, sit still and observe what continues to move. But if you need to get up, then do that. Be respectful. If your, your body's talking to you through your nerve endings. I know down through the centuries that's been taught differently. When... Uh, Men were in charge of everything. <clears throat> uh, Trunk Rinpoche had a little bit of an idea coming up when he said, make friends with yourself. So even though he'd been raised in a very strict monastic tradition where he was literally beat, beaten by his uh, trainers, monks, other monks in the monastery that were their job. They've been doing this for centuries to make sure the little scallywag minds. So it's also not about going another way and just detaching, being a detached person. Anytime you have any credential about anything, no matter what it is, this is the very nature of delusion, is thinking there's someone who can feel this or someone who can feel that or someone who can get rid of this or gain this or train your mind for that matter. Not a mundane path, of accomplishment of getting somewhere, but a uh, spiritual path of no conclusion. You can't conclude what you already are. You already are not separate from the Buddha, not a fancy word. We're talking about 2,500 years ago. Somebody understood something about the nature, the deep, deep nature of being a living being. And they shared it with others. And it became a world religion. So we need some forms, otherwise the whole, whole situation will collapse. We need some kind of a, I sometimes say, some kind of a backbone for everything else to be supported by, some kind of a structure form. This is why we chant the sutras. If you've tuned in at 7 o'clock in the morning, Eastern, you'll see that that happens here several days a week, four days a week, and then four, four weekdays. And Five days a week altogether. Sunday, so six days. Sunday's a little bit later. Anyway, we emphasize 
that form. I emphasize the form. People want that to help, so to do that, so that's what we do. More theistic approach to this is that this is somehow holy, something we have to we have to do because there's some kind of payoff if we continue to be good, we'll get to heaven or something like that. That's not incorrect. It's just uh, a form of relative thinking. Not wrong. Some people, that's all they can do. What we're doing here is you're all samsara and nirvana are not separate. You're already there. Path is the goal. But it may take may take a while to see that. You may have to go through various kinds of uh, subterfuge of your own mind or your own karma, which keeps yanking this way, pulling this way, magnetizing you this way. And it's about, as, so far as you can, through the sitting practice of meditation, through training, through studying the concepts that come down to us from the Buddha himself and through all the lineage holders down through the centuries. And there have been thousands of them. Might have to use some of those concepts to help support this situation, which is very circular and full of grasping, rejecting, and shutting down. It's not about stopping any of that, controlling any of that. It is about seeing, fundamentally seeing what this is so that you see it. You, know, you may think about it, you may not. You may turn it into some concepts, you may not. Jeez, I'm buying the, the title is trying to see more clearly. And is there any sort of refinement that we should try to do? The refinement, the, there, there are several depending and sometimes individually I might change based on what I see a person is dealing with. So that's why I think it's necessary to have a connection, a personal connection with a teacher. It doesn't have to be me. What I'm saying may not add up for you or not, may not make any sense. Maybe you need to talk to someone else. But if you if you're, consider yourself a student of the Buddha's Dharma, I have to have a teacher. I was just wondering about when you say you don't, you don't have to get rid of anything or you don't have to change, how can we be clear and yet have the negativity or the neurosis that arises? No more, no more warfare. Be the neurosis you're trying to get rid of. This doesn't mean validating, validating it or saying it's okay to have this feeling. There's no position on it. But just don't separate yourself from what you're trying to understand or see. In other words, don't look at what's there, whatever is showing up there, and, and leave that for some kind of idealized clarity about it. The clarity is the confusion. Can you say that again? The clarity is the cloud bank, this Dharma Mega, 10th Bumi. It doesn't say the bright Dharma sunshine of realization. It says Dharma Mega, the true cloud. It's a cloud because it does not show up as relative understanding. It shows up as ultimate understanding. And so it is use that relative cloudiness to point to so that you or me or any of us will not look for our idea of clarity, try to polish something, clarify something, even though that's used constantly in all the teachings. And I can turn around and use it the other way. I can start talking about clarifying. They're, they're relative situations, but it seems that it's necessary to encourage uh, you, each one of us, to sit down, hold still, and just watch the movement. Just Watch the lack of clarity come and go rather than try to get more clear. What is missed when we try to adjust the way we're functioning or relating? Maybe nothing. Uh, well, I was just thinking about if I have a tendency towards aggression or sarcasm, and if I Do try to... Sarcasm? <laughs> Let's go ahead. <laughs> is your protection cord getting a little tight? <laughs> <laughs> so if I try to modify that or temper that, yes. What what do I what am I missing in that interference? You're probably not. 
It's just it just be a, the important thing is the awareness, not necessarily uh, following some kind of a protocol about what I'm saying. And, you know, don't interfere or let things be, or, which I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying just watch, just observe. Whatever's showing up, that's what you need to see. Now, you might lay something on that. You might say, uh, uh, that's sarcasm is coming up. I need to stop that. That, that might be that may be completely appropriate at that time, at the, in that situation. And then a week from now, that may be, that may show up differently. You may just, you may ride it out. You may ride out the sarcasm, the feeling of the sarcasm. And you might also notice that you don't necessarily have to hook up your vocal cords, that the sarcasm can ha has a life of its own in your mind stream without being expressed. That's, that's difficult because it, that tiger wants to get out of that cage. Is that a type of refinement that could be worked with um, the manifestation of our neurosis physically or verbally? Yes. And another question along those lines sure. is that other people's tendencies can trigger us. Yes. So when I get upset with somebody, is there a way to still be kind if I'm already upset about what's happened? Could be difficult, but when so if you've already been triggered, where do you start, or what is how we relate to that? So the way I talk about this, and it may show up differently with different people, but as soon as the the intensity, as soon as the anger or the the aggression or the dissatisfaction or the the judgment of someone else uh, shows up, insofar as you can, just stay with the texture that's arising there, so that you can see that. Though that situation is triggering what you're feeling, it, 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 that they're not you're not getting that feeling from them. So it's your emotion, your emotional dynamic. If I were to be more literal about it, I might say that something somebody does triggers something you have not observed. So that's why it's sometimes said that every everyone is your teacher. That doesn't mean that you can get out of this whole cage of afflictions by saying, oh, the whole world is my teacher. I don't need a personal teacher because I learn from everything. This is, uh, what is, what do I call that? Baloney? Yeah, baloney is a polite word for it. I'm not saying that you couldn't, in a very unusual, unique situation, someone couldn't actually enlighten themselves. Unlikely. So coming back to what Chayazan is asking about, this happens and that occurs. This happens and that occurs. That's samsara. But with uh, someone who is not looking for clarity, but is clear about confusion, which to the ego mind feels like confusion. It's like being, I'm confused. But if there's no one there, then the confusion is just dependent origination. It might be a hell of a, a blast furnace coming at you. But if there's no one there, uh, you may, uh, there may be burning, but there's no one to get burned. Simple kind of image, but, but, and, but, and, but, and. The, the impulse for us as human beings in the human realm, or in any of the realms in a sense, is to try to take what the negativity and stop it. Try to take the negativity and change it or get or Pull, its, uh, pull out its uh, fuel lines or whatever so we can slow it down or stop it. And I'm not saying you might, might not have to, might have to do some of that. But the fundamental misunderstanding is, is the uh, polarity of self and other. Me and that problem. I need to get rid of that so that I will finally get rid of that. Finally, I'm, I'm no longer depressed. Just like the, the woman in the Poem from Ferlinghetti is depressed. Not wrong. Sadness, not wrong. It's, it's genuine. It's an actual genuine aspect of being a living being. Sadness, happiness, fear. I don't know if you're ready for any of that. But do you have to do? Well, nothing. You can do whatever you want. There's plenty of energy of the world to continue to go around and go around and keep introducing you to new soap operas century after century after century after century. Go ahead and do that. You can. But if you're free and well favored, which it looks like you probably are, you could consider 
find out, finding out what is fundamentally, find out who you are. So you can see that even though there's this incredible illusion of a self, of a me, and of a, hearing a voice coming out of this whole container, <laughs> there's no one there. I'm not saying there isn't something there, but the something that's there is no different than the, the noise the fan is making, fundamentally, fundamentally. Of course, it's an organism, it's biology, but it's just a bunch of uh, uh, juicy plumbing. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Maybe I could be a sit-down comedian. <laughs> So what do I mean? I'm just saying it isn't that it isn't incredibly complicated, especially those of you who are uh, involved in uh, you know, physical therapy, uh, Kozan and other people who are like Mark, who is a doctor, Isan, um, uh, who is a nurse, and uh, uh, Sogaran, who is a Chinese medicine acupuncturist. They don't know a lot about this whole situation, but it's just, it's just chemistry and it's just uh, causes and conditions coming and going. So you're, it's not that you are not this, that you're separate from this. No, you're, you're, you're not separate from this, but you're also not limited to this. You're not limited to this human form. <laughs> Eyes, nose, tongue, body, mind. It's just amazing. And you don't have to get away from it or disconnect from it or stop doing this or stop doing that. What, what it seems like you have to do from the viewpoint here is Train your mind so you can see what is fundamentally true yourself. That's why we do wall gazing. That's why we sit down. That's why the, the myth of or the, the legend of Bodhidharma who cut out his eyelids. He didn't actually cut out his eyelids. He just didn't close his eyes. That's what that's meant to be. He looked at the wall. I think it was nine years as the story goes. Sit down, hold still. Just observe, just observe. Receive, your, receive the, the life that is easier if, you're, if your hands are moving, your body's moving. You know, if you're crossing your legs, crossing your eyes or whatever you're doing, it's easier to avoid what is uh, coming at you as the otherness. And it's easier to avoid, it's easy to avoid seeing the true nature of the receiver, which is not separate from what's coming at you. They're not two different things. How does that, how can that possibly be? How can, I'm looking at you guys. You guys are looking at me. And we're separated, that's obvious, but fundamentally we're not separate. What is that? Find out. Find out so there's no doubt. All the senses are saying that. Sense of smell is saying, not separate sense of your feeling of your butt on the cushion saying not separate separated but not separate that's why it's a realization not a not an accomplishment it is a, an uncovering of this incredible jewel in the rubbish heap you're not going to find the the jewel over here where there's more light in the parking lot you're going to have to look right in the rubbish heap which is your own mind stream and don't clarify that because then you get a clarity about the rubbish heap that does not see that the rubbish heap is not separate from the jewel that is being pointed at. Ego mind, because it does not want to be seen through, uh, is, is uh, very paranoid about the wisdom mind getting too close of a view of that. Uh, the five skandhas all holding hands with each other. Form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, all take us guys. We're, we're all one. It's done with, it can be, the intellect will help us, of course. That's why we study uh, uh, Dogen Zenji's uh, Shogunzo. That's why we study the 30 verses of Asabandu. And that's why we study the various books that we're studying of uh, Trungpa's teachings on meditation and the Buddha Dharma. So we need some of that to keep us lined up so that we can continue, so that we so we have some kind of understanding of we need to come back to the wall and sit down and just just observe what shows up. And for each one here, have a different kind of a story, a different kind of a 
understanding about what's actually happening there. Kiyun, what are you doing in here, Kiyun? <laughs> watching your hands. All right. Go ahead. Um, what? When we're looking at the clouds, uh, how do we work on those? We were talking earlier about. Um, yeah, just, just look at the confusion. Just look at the, at the. It's not about going in there and trying to turn that into something else, but just looking at it. Even though there are teachings that talk about transmutation, transformation, and doing various tantric practices, and I'm not against those. You want to spend some time doing those? I could tell you how to do it, but I don't promote it because I, what I'm saying, I promote or I teach what fundamentally helped me, and that sit down, look at it, look at it, receive whatever is moving in the mind stream, whatever's whatever's moving in the life stream. Don't add, subtract, divide, do nothing with it. Don't meddle with anything, including the, the cloud or the confusion. That's a little spider. Wonder, do you put, was that part of the Ikebana spider? <laughs> Interesting. Huh? Earth. That's Earth? Yeah. Yeah, heaven, Earth, and man. Yeah. Pretty earthy. I thought maybe that was man. Did you say Earth? Oh, there you are. Yes. Yes, sir. When we're sitting in um, in meditation and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of cloudiness, it, are we ignoring the clouds? Not necessarily. Not, not necessarily, but possibly. That you would ask the question uh, would, would say, you know, to your, the response to you would say, just continue to look at that. That would be that would be something that you could understand, uh, look at more closely, because it's not about not ignoring. I mean, it is because of the relative situation. But you have to see the way the shutdown happens for it to start to dissolve. You have to see the way it happens without trying to not ignore. To be the person, because ego is looking for a fuel somewhere. It's looking for some kind of nutrition to keep stay alive, and it'll settle for the worst horrible thing. It'll settle for, as it will settle for, uh, a kingdom to heaven. Any kind of otherness that it can get, even if it's very negative. This is why we often end up in, in depression, because there's some kind of intense negativity that we're calling depression. Fifteen people all say they're depressed. They're not all talking about the same thing. They just don't know whatever else the words were to use, so they use that one, perhaps. Um, this past Thursday, uh, on the block set day, it was really intense and I couldn't sit there. I had to leave for an hour, a, a couple times. And will I eventually have to see that intensity? Will, will that situation have to come back up where I don't leave it? Not necessarily. I, fo I follow what you're asking about, but, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. You may, you may leave and never go back. There's no guarantees of anything. And there's no general, even though the teachings are all over the place, there's no general teaching that is going to apply to everyone except the one that other people say it in different ways. But I just say, train your mind. That may be maybe how I teach, maybe how somebody else teaches. May, may not even be Buddhism. I don't know. But... Uh, Bring your mind so that so that you're so that you're actually seeing what's in front of you instead of what you think is in front of you. Most people are looking at their projection, at their opinions, their ideas, their conclusions. They don't see what's there. They don't fundamentally see what's there. If you fundamentally see what's there, you won't see anything because there isn't anything else. I'm not saying you won't see differentiation happening there, but the the, the desire around the differentiation is no longer propelling some kind of otherness where you are worried about what you don't have or uh, you can't get or worried about what you, what you can't get rid of or worried about what you can't block out or shut away. It's no longer consideration. And why? There isn't anyone. 
dependent origination may still be coming and going more. Chuchu. A question from Susan Alcott in Traverse City. Susan. When seeing more clearly simply envelops without expectation and any time an aha moment that vanishes when the aha is identified? I don't know. You know, you don't need ahas. I mean, you might get some, you might, but, but just like seeing a flower or something, it's like an aha. Trapping a hornet in the in the window of your bedroom to take it outside is kind of an aha. It's totally contrast different. Suddenly, you're not doing anything but that. So I'm not sure if I'm even getting close to a response that would be helpful to you. But ahas are not. Even if it's uh, the classical term for aha in the Japanese. Zen tradition is uh, Kensho or insight into your fundamental nature. Just insight means it doesn't last. If it lasts, it's not insight. Yes. Jujutsu Valley. Earlier you said if we're at the top of the hill, hang out there. We're at the bottom, hang out there. How do we hang out wherever we are? Don't go anywhere. You're right here. If you're right in the middle of, of anger at somebody or something, don't. A hair's breadth deviation will fail to accord with a proper attunement or however that line goes. I'm probably misquoting you. So whatever's occurring, don't deviate. It's it's difficult. And I don't I think it's probably what do they say, next to impossible. It is impossible without mind training because that we get sucked, we're magnetized into the differentiation is there between this and this and this and this, and then there's desire for that and desire to stop that and the desire to not be bothered by anything. Those three uh, tend to continue to confirm that we're somebody who's going somewhere or some somebody who can't go there or somebody who needs this and doesn't need that. More? If we are already trying to get rid of how we feel, how do we hang out there? Hang out there. Look at the way you're trying to get rid of how you feel. Hang out there. It's radical. That's why that does not fuel the ego. The ego would be fueled by being able to deal and, and be not separate from the negativity. Credential. Follow me a little bit. You see the smirk on my face? That smirk is just for you. Just whatever's happening, that's it. The rough, raw feeling of whatever's happening in your day, uh, early in the morning when you things are not good, you're not even sure why you're having this negativity or this the texture to your, your emotions, you don't even have any cause for it. That's it. That's how it shows up. Without mind training, you'll try to not condemning you to anything, but there's a likelihood you'll try to find some palliative or somebody to cover that up or shut it down or soften it or uh, take, take a break from it somehow. But if you continue to train your mind, sit down, hold still, watch the movement, watch the movement, train the mind so that that aspect of the consciousness is on receive as much as possible. On observe and on receive. Something's moving this way, receive it. Something is moving this way, just observe it. Just observe what's coming and going, coming and going. Being a very simple more. Say to. Say to Bowen. On the cushion, particularly, is it the trying that's too much? In a way, you know, it's a little different with each person, so I can't really kind of give a general. Thing, but specifically to the way you're asking me, and because I know you pretty well, I would say all you have to do is get to the cushion. It's just it's body, speech, mind, that whole complex is not separate. You, you don't have much say so about the mind stream, particularly, maybe a little bit, but not a lot. So get the body to the cushion or the chair, whatever, sit down, hold still, sit symmetrical as you can without, without maintenance. In other words, just start out, beginner's mind, just start out, hold very still. And then if you notice your back starting to hurt, Move a little bit, but do it very intentionally, deliberately, then return to a stillness. 
and just note whatever shows up, whether it's trying, not trying, whether it's shutting down, whether it's compassion, aggression, ignorance, anything that shows up in the mindstream is welcome. You're, what you're doing is basically the whole neighborhood of your mind is invited in and all the, the uh, comings and goings that are happening are extremely complicated and, and are not limited to just this lifetime or to even just to this human consciousness. I'm not saying you're experiencing weird stuff, but you could be. And if you do, it's, it's okay. Or, who can I pick on? Is there anybody on the Zoom screen? Yuhong, go ahead, Yuhong. Yuhong Baoying, how can I look at the attachment of good memories and making good memories more clearly? Okay, I'm not quite following what it is you want to know. I, I'm hearing, how can I make the detachment of good memories and making good memories more clearly? So I'm not, I probably didn't even repeat what you said, but can you can you simplify it a little bit for me? Even bowing. Yes, how can I look at attachment of good things? Attachment? Mm-hmm. No, don't worry about it. Just look at it. I'm attached to, I'm attached to ice cream. How about you? Me too. Yeah. Okay. So it's just, just look at it. You don't have to shove it away. You don't have to justify it. You don't, don't do anything with it. I'm not saying there might be other situations that might, you might have to work with, you know, uh, uh, other attachments that are, that are motivated by other kinds of energy. For instance, uh, uh, I don't, don't have that anymore, but for many years I was addicted to cigarette smoking. That was a strong attachment that was not just my desire to smoke, but also the biological thing of being the body wanting to, wanting that, uh, to keep doing that. It might be a different dynamic altogether. I mean, what I'm saying, you might have to be just, what, what is it? What's transcendentally stubborn? Is that it? Yeah. Come to me and I'll tell you not to do that. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I, did I get any, anywhere near your question? It's okay to be attached to things. You know, I would say just be aware of the attachment. Then you're being respectful to dependent origination. It doesn't let you off the hook. It doesn't mean that you're, because you're so respectful to it that somehow you won't have any more desires. There's no credential involved, but the desire itself needs to be, uh, received you need to feel when i say you need to again i always have a little bit of a, a comment in there you don't need to do anything do whatever you want to do i'm not here to control anybody particularly but if you if you have questions i'm all about supporting you based on what i'm seeing in front of me everywhere all the time which is not separate is that a three poison to say that there's no neighborhood there's no, sorry, there's no personhood when attachment arises. I tend to say myself, you know, this is not real. This is not what I really see. Is that a sort of like uh, three poison? You know, somewhat. It's either pushing or pulling or shutting down. It's just a way of talking about it. But it's, it's kind of a, there's all kinds of chemistry going on where the, in order for something to, uh, there need for there to be some grasping, there has to be some ignoring about what's being grasped. Because if you if you're not ignoring what's being grasped, then then you're actually you are what you're grasping, and that can be quite shocking. You then? Is there a more clearly? I think relatively, there's you see something more clearly because it fits with the relative situation of something being more and more clear. So we get tied into the relative uh, structure of relative truth with which uh, there's plenty of volumes and rheostats and everything to control the intensity of something being brighter or darker. So that more clear. So there's that happens, but, but to, uh, as far as clarity, uh, as far as wisdom, there's just clarity and it's not separate from ignorance, ignorance, wisdom, not the same, not different. And it, there's no, there's no, uh, uh, the only um, uh, magnetism, the only thing that is, that magnetizes us in that direction, the direction of the Buddha's Dharma, is wanting the truth, wanting to know what is the 
had this difficulty. We're put upon by our, um, when we're young, by our parents, by our society, by the confusing nature of the world, by all the warfare that goes on. It's heartbreaking to watch. And so we, we try to pick and choose. What well, should I do this? Should I, maybe I should become a nurse so I can help people. Maybe I should, maybe I should become, uh, uh, maybe I should go in the military so I can defend the country. Uh, there's so many different things that draw us and they're all, they're, it's all relative truth. So it has its own validation. You know, maybe I should be, uh, uh, be an attorney so I can uh, help people. Or maybe I should be an attorney so I can make a lot of money. Maybe I should be become, uh, you know, I can go on and on. But if you want to see the truth, then you might have to step on to the spiritual path. Maybe this path, maybe there's another one I don't know about. Probably so. And that doesn't doesn't give us a, even though it's set up that way, there's the five paths, uh, path of uh, path of accumulation or the, however they go. I don't teach those because they're too, the, the conceptual structure of those, it's, it's okay. But it's uh, there's too much elaboration going on there, so I don't care for that too much. The same with the 10 boomies. Four noble truths, not too bad. Go ahead. How is trying to see more clearly different from trying to see the truth? Same thing. Plenty of room to keep going there. What, where is the confusion when one sees more clearly? The confusion uh, when one sees more clearly is to, is to lock down on it and try to perpetuate that clarity. That's why it's still, if, it, if, you, if, you, if you need the clarity to continue, passion, grasping, if you need the, uh, if you need a credential to pr prove that it's clarity, passion. It's a good area to go in unless, you know, I'm, I'm all about, my bags are packed, let's go. Darn. He was headed for a cliff for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. What, what is that preference for clarity over confusion? Well, because it's relative clarity and relative accomplishment, you know, relative uh, making a hundred thousand dollars a year, relative uh, not having a depression. Some people are depressed. Other people are not even sure what that word means. They might even want to say, well, just don't be depressed. Why do you, what are you doing that for? Just get a job. People who are relatively are in different, different parts of the society speak out of their, out of their just belief that they, they're better than other people. Just like white, old white men tend to, not all of them, but tend to just think they're better than people that are other races or colors, at least in this country. More? If we have that preference for relative clarity over confusion, how do we how do we not grasp at that? Just watch the grasping. So when I say don't do this or don't do that, I, I know you can't help it. I say that myself. I you know I, I say don't do that. But when I say don't do that, I know you can't stop that. But by putting some tension on that, then we get more clarity about what that energy is doing when we are grasping and how long the, the hooks are and how much energy is going to that just by witnessing that. Uh, and that's what happens when you train your mind to just watch what moves, watch what moves, watch what moves, just receive, just receive. Then when I say, or anyone says, you say to yourself, just have to relax or not grasp that. Then you need to not do, then you see the way in which that aspect of the grasping that is dependently arisen where you actually uh, have a little bit of say-so about that, where you add on to the grasping. The first part of the grasping is coming out of uh, this. When this happens, that happens. When this is born, these kind of thought patterns happen. Dependent origination. Is that helpful? Why? Don't know. That's the Sokokoji Udra. You've seen that one? 
Three people smiled. Yes. Question from Jeremy in Portland. Jeremy. When the body mind returns to the elements, what is reborn? Uh, rebirth is reborn. So it just it's just more causes and conditions. More, it just shows up as a as an the individual aspect of it is also uh, dependently arisen. So, um, so the the consciousness uh, and it's because it is so complicated and so diverse, you can't actually uh, lay claim to a past lifetime. You might have some kind of memory structure that is showing up as a past life, but not it's not uh, it's not official. It's just consciousness finding its own form. And it may be this life, it may be a last life. Trump and Bache one time when he was asked about, I might not have this uh, totally correct, but someone, I think it was a woman was asking about, well, uh, back in 1981, when His, Holy, when His Holiness the 16th Karmapa Rangjung Rikpi Dorje was on his uh, deathbed, his parinirvana. I think he had passed away possibly. And they asked, so does this, uh, when His Holiness, uh, dies and he is reborn will this will, will it be this will his holiness that we know will this be the the one who's reborn and uh mr magic chemicals or jungle and jay said <laughs> this is a paraphrase i may have this a little bit off but i think i'm pretty close he said well uh your your consciousness or your you could mix with his holiness and you could be the next Karmapal. Great way of describing uh, rebirth. Not individuals. No indiv there is no individual. The, the individual is the illusion. Also, the same way the thoughts that are rising in your mind as I speak are illusory. They're there, but they're like phantoms. They're like dreams. They don't last. You can't find the dream you had last night. And you can't find the thought you had 20 minutes ago. Although it was there, you experienced it. It had some kind of what substance? No, I didn't have substance. Yes. Question from Adriana Kalamazoo. Yes. How should I apply my awareness practice and meditation to a post-meditation context that is very uncomfortable and challenging for me? So it's a pretty general question, but I would say. Uh, I can't do too much of that. I don't need to particularly know the pers personal situation, but I would say insofar as you can, sit a lot, for one. Sit a lot. Uh, not 20 minutes, hours. Sit a lot so that that blade, you use that uh, image, that blade when you go out into post-meditation or everyday life and dealing with the people in general, you're pretty clear about what the person is saying. doesn't mean it won't be painful or what the person is dealing with or what you're dealing with, trying to deal with that particular situation, whether it's a coworker or a relative or, or your partner. Excuse me. The idea there is to receive as much as you can. But that doesn't mean you have to torture yourself and stay there and make yourself stay in that situation. Another way, I'll be very, I'll be very uh, direct and literal with you. I'm just going to assume it's probably another person in a particular dynamic or a group of people. I would say stay in your senses as you're receiving what's being said. Don't worry too much about what's being said. You need to know what it is and you don't, you're not picking up on it. You can always say, what did you say? Say it again. Say, would you write that down if it's that important? But just stay in your senses. If they're wearing a red shirt, don't maintain it. Red shirt, just notice the red. Don't even say shirt, don't even say red. Just feel, you know what it's like to look at a color without knowing what it is, don't you? If you don't, practice. Look at the wall, look at the wall without knowing what it is. Look at it until you absolutely, absolutely have no idea what you're looking at. Stay in the, in the, don't forget gravity. You're standing there. You can feel the, the, the gravity. Uh, pulling you down towards what the center of the earth pulling everybody the same direction just looks like it's all different just just feel the gravity feel the, the clothing hanging on your body as you're uh, the hot uh, heat or cool feelings of those are 
uh, six sense fields, those are a couple of them that are in the present moment, sense of hearing. Listen to the tone of the voice coming up and down rather than the concepts they're spouting. I'm not sure this is gonna address your situation particularly, but if you realize that there are lots, all the other five senses other than the mind, and even including the mind to some extent, are right here. You don't hear what happened yesterday, but you think what happened yesterday. Thinking process is can go everywhere just because of the nature of consciousness, whereas the nature of consciousness that has found its own form, sense of hearing, has found its own form, sense of feelings, has found its own form, sense of sight. It's just that. It's, it's in what we commonly refer to as something that really doesn't exist, which is the present moment, unless you believe in time. And I don't disbelieve in time, but I don't necessarily believe it either. You don't have to take a position on anything. Further questions? Don't you? A question from Ahmed. Yes. The, the looking seems to be much less honest when an answer has already been given. Isn't this a huge problem for a teacher? No. I don't know. Are you a teacher? Is that giving you a huge problem? A huge problem for you? You're a teacher. Yu Hongbaoying, how can I look at each moment is fresh and anew to work with ego? Excuse me. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. Fresh and new and all that, that's all ego language. Don't worry about it. Whatever you're looking at, don't abandon what you're looking at for, for some kind of interpretation or idea about it, unless that interpretation springs right out of the situation itself. It's pretty hard to uh, uh, walk out uh, early in the morning and notice the air and how fresh it seems sometimes in the morning, depending on where you're living at. Some places aren't so good. But just to feel that morning air before the sun has quite come up yet. So it's it's not like something occurs and it's what you, what you're sensing is not separate from the situation itself. But you don't have to try to be immediate or try to be give it a fresh situation. Meet it where it's at, and it might it might be gloomy and dull. Uh, as I've said many times, I'll say it now: Don't miss your life. Don't live some other idealized life that you'd like to have. Questions? Didn't you? A question from Spool String. Spool String. Is that a Mr. or a Mrs. or a Miss? We don't know. Spool String. They ask, what is a question? What is a question? Uh, it's the answer. Question and answer are not two separate things. They just look like it. That's why I can sit up here and respond to anything you ask me. And it will kind of sound like, makes sense a little bit. <laughs> Have you noticed? I don't study for tests. I don't take tests. But you do. You take tests. All of you. Unless you don't. I could say more about that, but I would have to have to go deeper into where you're coming from on what is a question instead of trying to, if you're just trying to be cute, then, then my answer will suffice. But if you actually have some deeper understanding about what you're asking by that question, let's go. Yes, sir. Excuse me, Mike. What do you mean that we're taking tests? Aren't you, aren't you looking to see if you're doing better? No, I'm not. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Spool string again. No. A question from Raphael in New York. Raphael. All right. Sometimes I sit and it feels like I'm making progress. Sometimes it feels like a complete waste of time. How can I sit with these feelings where it is like the more I sit, the more confused and unclear everything becomes? That's awareness. So the downside is what you're experiencing. The upside is you're doing it. Keep doing it. 
This is why you need a teacher, not me. It doesn't have to be me, but somebody who can who can help you see what you're going through and encourage you to keep going. That's what I have. Two of them. I was an especially hard case of confusion, self-centeredness, and vanity. You might think I still vain. You'd be right. Very vain. Because I'm not concerned about getting rid of it. Yes. Another question from School Street. Why do I keep forgetting the question is the answer? Are you old? Anyone on the Zoom that has not asked a question? Somebody that, that looks really confused? No, y'all look pretty good. Okay. Sunho. Are toddlers enlightened? Toddlers think they're enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely think they got it, got it going on. But no, they're they're not. They the 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 illusion there of their uh, is the innocence. They they're not really separating themselves from the world. So therefore, they're toddling around, and are just you know do whatever they want to do if their parents will let them, and uh, cry and yell. They don't even know they're crying. Particularly, they're just hanging out, and the causes and conditions that are rising in that toddler are coming from beginning of time. You could say they're coming from their past life or. 13th century or whatever you want to say, but they're coming from the otherness of the two parents coming together, produce that, and then they're there, and then all the causes and conditions that arise there are, uh, it's, you know, it's a incredibly complicated from the point of view of relative truth, trying to figure out who said what, when, why this child, if three children in a family, three brothers or three sisters, and they're so different from each other. And that's because uh, of the that it's so complicated and that it's not just, there's no one person showing up. Lots of things are showing up. More about that, Sano? Your description sounded like the same description of awareness or sitting with things. What is a toddler if not light? Uh, a toddler is, is in the present moment. So, which I think is what you're kind of pointing at, but they're, but they're, uh, they're fascinated by it. And the enlightened, the enlightened, uh, the sage, or the Buddha is not not fascinated by anything. The Buddha doesn't want anything else. The toddler does. The toddler wants that truck or that piece of what is it? They want? You have a toddler. Raisins. Raisins. Wants a raisin. <laughs> and the Buddha doesn't really need raisins. The Buddha doesn't even need to live. Not that the Buddha is going to go the other way. And kind of show off. Look how enlightened I am. I can die on the spot. I'm not going to go the other way, but but doesn't doesn't no demand. There's a there's a a soft level of desire that that totally is a very cooperative with the world. But yet, if the teaching person or the the Buddha is teaching to a particular person, and that per, uh, that they have given that teacher the permission to teach uh, that. A Buddha could look very unhappy, very demanding, or very any damn thing, because the only bow there, uh, the Bodhisattva or uh, Buddha, is to save all beings. Starting with your lazy butt. Sino's not smiling. <laughs> oh, now he is. Okay. <laughs> Jason bowing. Go ahead, Jason. Um, how do questions help us on our path, bowing? Uh, the, it's just a question and answer situation. So you ask a question and I respond and you're bringing, anytime you ask me a question, I, as a functioning, as a Dharma teacher, I see the way in which you're, uh, missing your true nature. And so then I respond to a way that hopefully, ideally, excuse me, situationally, is if, as long as there's a lot of sitting meditation going on, that eventually you will uh, begin to stop fighting with your world, stop avoiding uh, what this world is, and see your true nature. So the, the questions, uh, there need to be some of them. Uh, I don't 
make demands on people, I think it's good to ask questions uh, somewhat. So I, I would say, you know, relatively, you ask a question about your whatever's happening with you, your meditation or how that's feeling. Like a little while ago, someone's asking about when they sit, they're full of stuff going on. And I would say, just observe. And that's, we need to hear that over and over again. That's why I do, in the open heart meditation that we do, uh, in fact, that's where, uh, where I met you at. It was uh, at six o'clock at night on weeknights. Um, it's about repetition, repetition, repetition. Sit down, hold still, observe. Sit down, hold still, observe. Hold still, observe. Now maintain it, but have the intention to sit there. Soft intention, almost feminine. Maybe it is feminine. Sit down, hold still. Just receive whatever comes your way without objection, without agreement, and without no walls of the mind. Takes a while. Takes quite a while. Michael. I have to leave. Good to see you. Good to see you. See you later. Any final questions? Yu Hong Baoying. Yeah. You said some toddlers may not know what they're doing. For six years old, I don't know other six years old. For my daughter, she knows that some part she knows what she's doing. So how can I help her not being caught in the circle at, at the same time, not really fixing her? She's going to have to you know, appreciate you asking me. You're giving me permission to say something to you about it. I'm saying, and I've said this to you before, and maybe in other words, just protect her. Make sure she's safe so she's not operating out of fear for as little as possible. She's probably bringing some kind of fear-based uh, situation out of a, uh, uh, an apparent past life. I say apparent because we, we don't have any proof of that. We have a whole lot of uh, indications that that's going on. But she's, she's not only just what shows up for you, but she's a whole accumulation of things that she needs to, to deal with. So protect her so that, so that she can do that. And then... Uh, and then uh, do it by um, by example. So just like when you sit in your sitting meditation, she comes in and and asks what you're doing and meditating. Can I meditate? And you say, Yeah. How do I do it? Sit here and hold still. Simple. And then if she goes away, let her come and go. Don't don't bring her back to. Don't encourage her to meditate. Let that be her business. She meditates good. If she doesn't meditate, doesn't meditate. In other words, basically, I'm just saying basically respect. I mean, you have to be careful because you can't go overboard and let them do whatever they want. Let them um, break out windows and throw things all over the place. And so you have to, you can't be too demanding, but it's a not too tight, not too loose kind of idea. But make sure they feel safe. And when I say that, you can't always take care of that totally. It might be difficult. We get frustrated with little children when they, start spinning around running this way and running that way. I know I was uh, probably quite a problem for my parents, my mother. Further question about that, Johan? No, I'm good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Less is better. One last question and then we'll, we'll call it a uh, afternoon. Would you? Question from Marco. Often when formulating a question, it seems to answer itself. Should it still be asked for the benefit of the Sangha? Well said. Yes, it should be. In most I mean, there might be cases where you wouldn't. But yeah, if you have something and you, some, sometimes people even say to me, uh, I had some questions for you, but I, I kind of figured out what they were. And I said, well, well, good. Then just go away and don't ever come back again. <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean that. Uh, to be funny, not sarcastic, but I'm just saying, ask the question. Oh, you don't always know. If I don't, if I don't have any idea of what I'm going to say, how are you going to have any idea? So, and to go back to Marco, yeah, you could you could ask. That's a that's a classical way that it's. I think in the Lankavatara Sutra, one of the sutras where isn't the Buddha saying to uh, Mahamati, Mahamati, uh, thank you for asking on behalf. Thank you for asking that question. Uh, on behalf of uh, these others. Uh, in other words, uh, the Buddha knew that Mahamati knew the answer to this. 
So it's kind of a, but sometimes you might ask something, the teaching person might be talking about something and you might see something about that, that you think it would be good to elaborate on a little bit. So you might ask about that aspect or the, say for instance, what are the, are there other kinds of ignorance other than just the, the three poisons? You know, a, a dynamic like that, that then the teaching person, he or she could go into that area and elaborate. Very good. So we'll close since we're over our allotted time in the stratosphere. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.